And now, you're catching up with Peach. What's up? What's up? Welcome to episode one of Catching Up with Peach. Yes, it's here. We are getting started. And I have my second cup of coffee for the day, full disclosure. For those of you who are still on your first, I commend your fortitude. Um, Today we're looking at a little light roast with some hazelnut creamer in there. I hope your Thursday is treating you well. I record on Mondays, so there'll be, you know, a little bit of a difference there for you. But, uh, you know, happy Monday. Hope Thursday's going great. Um, Episode one, we are ready to rock and roll. And by rock and roll, I mean that it's going to be rocky. It's going to take us a little bit to find our groove, but we're going to find it together and we're going to roll with the punches. So to start off today, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever joined a movie, TV show, even a, even a story late and people have kind of paused the conversation or they paused the movie and said, hey, let me just catch you up, give you some cliff notes, bullet points, um, where we are at this point, and then you can kind of jump in and go from, from there. That's what today is. Um, ideally, I'm going to have an outline that I follow and uh, you guys will be able to kind of know what's coming with different topics and we'll discuss those, you know, highlights and we'll talk about the weekend prior, look forward to the week ahead. We'll talk about names and numbers. Um, but today and this week, we have to lay some foundation work. And I, I know foundation work is not pretty. It's not fancy or flashy, but it is absolutely necessary because I just can't start throwing out names at you. I can't start throwing out numbers if we don't know where we are. This world of sports, this lovely world of sports, never sleeps and there's always something going on. And so the question that I want to answer right now off the bat is where are we? Where are we coming in? And I got one word for you, football. Fall equals football. I know we're excited about pumpkin spice lattes, but you know what I'm talking about. It, it's that, you know, you wake up in the morning and maybe you need a sweatshirt, depending on where you live, because it's starting to be kind of cool out. And that means that on Saturdays and Sundays, and Thursdays and Mondays, but primarily Saturdays and Sundays, you're going to have a lot of football on your TV. So let's start with those Saturdays. College football. Now, as an you know, there is more than just football going on right now. And as an aside... I just put the words together just in football. And if you live in the Southeast, which is where I grew up, be very careful if you put those two words together, just in football, because there really is no just about football. But anyway, just leave it at that. Choose your words carefully. All right, moving on. College football, Saturdays. Your Saturday mornings and your Saturdays are going to be for college. Let me go ahead and grab my notes. I'm an old-fashioned girl. I like writing stuff on paper. And uh, so if you hear some papers rustling, I don't do everything by technology standards. So we're starting with football because, yes, fall is football, but it also kicked off. (laughs) Get it? All right, you're not here for the dad jokes. Football kicked off last weekend and then really ramps up this coming weekend. And so historically with college football – there have been five conferences that are called the Power Five Conferences. You've got the Big Ten. Those teams are kind of in the Midwest 
ish. You've got the SEC, which is the Southeastern Conference, the Big 12, which kind of are your central teams, the Pac-12, which is the Pacific 12, and then last but not least, the ACC, which is the Atlantic Coast Conference. Now, this also corresponds with college basketball, which we're not there yet. We'll get to it later. Um, But the reason that I bring up this is because there is an overarching topic of conversation that's going to go throughout this entire season I want to make you aware of. There's a shift going on. We have already seen over the summer a couple teams from that, you know, Pac-12 have talked about moving over into the Big Ten. And so it's kind of looking like there's not going to be as much definition to these conferences as we've been used to in the past. And so not that you have to know all the details about it, but I just want to give you a little bit of heads up that that's kind of a big topic of conversation for college football is the changing landscape geographically for these teams. So now that we've covered that, talking about the conferences, talking about that overarching uh, conversation, let's get to talking about teams and players. So the top 25 teams will have their ranking next to their name when you're watching them on TV. Now, I'm going to give you the top 10 teams um, because I don't want to be listing team names for the next 20 minutes. But I want to give you an idea of who to watch for. Now, these rankings that I'm talking about are the preseason rankings. For most of the teams that we will be talking about, their first week is this weekend. And so, yes, like I said, it did kick off last weekend, but our focus is going to be on these teams that are starting this week. They'll play 12 weeks, they'll have a bye week, and then it will all commence in what's called the college football playoff. Now... ESPN does rankings. Everyone kind of puts their two cents two cents in about, you know, who should be what. But none of the rankings matter until November 1st. What is November 1st, you might ask? That is when the college football playoff committee comes out with their first set of rankings. So that college football playoff I talked about, that has a committee of its own that ranks the teams. And one through four make it to the postseason. So those last couple weeks of the season, because that those rankings come out after week nine, that is what matters the most. Okay, so those college football playoff rankings... That's when it really matters. So let's go ahead and talk about those top 10 teams. And uh, just to give you some names off the bat, and then we'll go into the game of the week. So coming in at number one on the preseason is Alabama, uh, coached by Nick Saban. He just signed a big contract through the year 2030. He's kind of like football royalty in the college world. Ohio State coming in at number two. UGA, the University of Georgia, are last year's national champions, and they are number three. Clemson at four, Notre Dame at five, Texas A&M at six, Utah and Michigan at seven and eight, respectively, Oklahoma at nine, and rounding out the preseason top ten, according to ESPN, is Baylor. So these will fluctuate a lot in the coming weeks, but we will be keeping an eye on these teams, especially leading up to that all-important November 1st and going from there. So just looking at those teams alone, I have to call out the game of the week, which also happens to be the game day game 
of the week. So game day is a weekly program on Saturday mornings, ESPN, 10 a.m. Eastern time, where some of the talking heads like Kirk Herbstreet, Lee Corso, you'll see Desmond Howard on there. Some of you are like, I don't know these names. Some of you are like, yeah, totally. I know who these guys are. I'm just throwing them out there for you. They talk about the key matchup and they host or they are on location for one of, if not the biggest game in college football for that week. So this week, so that game this week is Ohio State, number two, hosting Notre Dame, number five, on Saturday night, 7.30 ABC, okay? 7.30 at night. We don't we play football games under the lights, okay? Even though I'd be great at 7.30 in the morning, most of us wouldn't be. Okay, so one of the, one of the big things that I want to talk about even within this game are, well, I guess it's two things, really. The first thing is the head coach for Notre Dame. This is his first year as the head coach. Brian Kelly was the longtime head coach at Notre Dame, and I say longtime, 10, 11 seasons, and he left to go coach at LSU in the SEC. Now, Marcus Freeman is the new head coach. And he gets to square off against his alma mater in game one in Columbus. The second point I want to talk about is we have three Heisman hopefuls to keep our eye on for Ohio State. Now, let's dive into that Heisman hopeful thing I just said. The Heisman Trophy is essentially the best player in college football. And that gets announced kind of at the end of the year, you know, right before the national championship takes place. And all year long, we will be keeping an eye on those Heisman hopefuls. A lot of times you see them, um, they're quarterbacks. Sometimes you see some supporting cast out there as well. But to to really call out C.J. Stroud, who's the quarterback of Ohio State, he's a returning quarterback, which means there's a lot of eyes on on the returners, especially in these um, bigger high-profile teams. Uh, there are two other ones, a wide receiver and a running back, but I'm not going to bog you down with names. Just know that there will be a lot of conversation around the Heisman hopefuls for that game. And as a side note, Nissan, this is not me doing a commercial, but Nissan does a lot of commercials um, about the Heisman Trophy, and it's called like the Nissan Heisman House. They're so fun to watch. You'll get to see names and faces from the past couple years and the winners, and it's just it's just a good time. And so I I strongly encourage you don't skip those commercials because they're just fun. They're just some bros having fun. Uh, Okay, so that is our game of the week to watch. Anything else I should tell you about? Yes. Okay, two top 25 matchups, Oregon at UGA. I'm going to do a little asterisk here next to UGA. Like I said, they're the defending national champs. A lot of eyes are going to be on Stetson Bennett. He won the MVP last year in the national championship um, playoff. And they're going to see, can he do it again? Like I already alluded to with C.J. Stroud and the Buckeyes, returning QB, have a lot of spotlight, a lot of pressure. And then another top 25 matchup is going to be Cincinnati at Arkansas, 23 at 19. Okay, how we feeling? We got college football, hit some basics, talked about a few names. I'm going to take a breath, take a sip of coffee, and we're going to tackle step two of football. You know, I'm just all over the puns, and it really wasn't intentional. Did you catch what the pun was? So, if Fridays are for your high school boys, Saturdays are for the college guys, that leaves Sundays for the pros. Well, and Thursdays and Mondays. Um, Yeah, so the NFL 
32 teams in the NFL split into two conferences, the American Football Conference, the National Football Conference. And then within those conferences, there are three divisions. Um, so we're looking, or excuse me, not three divisions. I confused my sports. There are four divisions. Some of you were having a heart attack listening saying, no, there's not three. There are four subdivisions in each, which round out those 32 teams. There is one game that gets played on Thursday, the bulk of games are on Sunday, and then one game as your Monday night football game. So all of that climaxes in Glendale, Arizona this year because the Super Bowl is being held this year in Glendale, Arizona, February 12th, 2023. And 2023 does seem like a long way off, but their season is significantly longer than the college kids, and they have an 18-week schedule with one bye week so looking at 17 games and my goal is when it comes time for the Super Bowl you are have some more vested interest than just the commercials though I admit we're we're all, we're all here for the commercials whether we want to say it or not so the playoffs again you know, this is a common theme. Playoffs is how we do the postseason after the regular season. It's a bit more complicated than the college scene, and we will dive into it more when it gets closer to time. But for now, know that a big change this year is that it has expanded from 12 teams to 14 teams. So that's what we need to know. Okay, let's talk about some of those games. Thursday, September 8th is when it launches, when it gets going. The Buffalo Bills are going to be at the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are last year's Super Bowl winner. Uh, they beat the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals led by Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford led the Rams to their Super Bowl victory. So always you, you keep an eye on the defending champs, right? And Matthew Stafford was with the Lions ever since he was drafted back in 2009. But since he's been at the Rams, he's won a Super Bowl. So we'll see if he can keep up that kind of pace going into this year. Monday, September 12th. So after we have the bulk of those games on Sunday the 11th, Monday the 12th, our first Monday night football game. And this is a really unique one. So the Denver Broncos are going to the Seattle Seahawks. The current quarterback for the Denver Broncos is Russell Wilson. Now, Russell Wilson has been with the Seattle Seahawks or was with the Seattle Seahawks since 2012. So in his opener with his new team, he's going back to play his old team. How about that for a storyline to get us started? Uh, so those are the couple games I really just want to highlight for us. Um, and then I also want to talk about a couple names to know. And if you have, you know, been around any semblance of, you know, sports, sports fans, you've probably heard some of these names and chances are either you or someone you know has a pretty strong opinion about these names. But regardless, let's go through them. So first up, the GOAT, Tom Brady. No, I did not assign him the, the GOAT nickname, greatest of all time, for those of you wondering what a farm animal has to do with a quarterback. Um, that's not me saying that about him. That is basically everyone else. And uh, just this past weekend, the NFL released the top 100 players and peers vote. And so it's not just that the talking heads respect Tom Brady. It is the fact that all of his peers voted him as number one. So he's very respected um, on the football field. He is with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And to me, it still takes him getting used to because for years he was with the New England Patriots from 2000 to 2019. And this year specifically, we pay attention because he is without his uh, superstar teammate Rob Gronkowski. Now, a lot of times with football, 
you'll see a dynamic uh, connection between the playmaker, the quarterback, and either a wide receiver or a tight end or, you know, maybe even a running back. And so many times it, it hinges on that success. Well, his main man, Rob Gronkowski, is not there anymore. And a lot of people say, oh my gosh, don't worry about it. It's Tom Brady. And other people say, well, we'll see how it affects him. So eyes on Tom Brady, who also it's worth noting this year set this past year in the offseason was like, I'm going to retire. And that lasted all of 40 days because as I'm saying now, he's back in action. Along the same line of quarterback and um, receiver duo, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay Packers. Can he win a third straight MVP without Devontae Adams? Devontae Adams was kind of his his Rob Gronkowski, if you will, and he is now with the Las Vegas Raiders. And Adams recently said that Aaron Rodgers has kind of like a Michael Jordan effect when he's on the field. And if you don't know who Michael Jordan is, we'll cross that bridge later. So that's another thing to keep in mind, another situation to keep your eye on with the the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. I've already talked about Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford. I've talked about um, Matt Moore, Matthew or Matt, whichever. Uh, but Joe Burrow leading the Cincinnati Bengals in 2020, they were 4-11-1. Four losses, 11, excuse me, four wins, 11 losses, one tie, and then turned it right around and were in the Super Bowl. Again, no matter what sport you're in, eyes are on the the playmaker, the, the catalyst to see can they do it again. The early MVP favorite this year is Josh Allen. He's the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. And like I said earlier, you can catch his first game, their first game, taken on the LA Rams um, on Thursday night, September 8th. So the last name I kind of want to throw out is uh, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. A lot of conversation about them this summer. Lamar Jackson has suffered some injury and uh, really the whole team kind of has over the past couple years. But Lamar is a very dynamic player and really fun to watch when he's on. And so there's a lot of a lot of eyeballs on that Ravens organization to see if once they're all healthy, if they can kind of make good on the promise that they've shown. Okay, that was the NFL. We're gonna have another sip of coffee because we got it. We gotta just we gotta lock in because we're almost there. We are in the home stretch. We're gonna hit a couple quick, like rapid fire, catch us up on everything else. Okay, jumping from football to basketball. College basketball comes back in late fall, uh, early winter time of this year. I will tell you, last year's champs were the Kansas Jayhawks, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, for all of those listening who may be Jayhawk fans. Going from college to pro, the NBA Finals were at the end of June, and the Golden State Warriors beat the Boston Celtics. And uh, that returns September 30th, the NBA does. Really the thing to note about the NBA this offseason, there's always talk about LeBron James. And you heard me bring up Michael Jordan earlier. When it comes to professional basketball, LeBron James and Michael Jordan are the two most notable names. And uh, be careful because you can get into an argument real quick or you can be an observer in a heated argument about which is the better of those two. I'm not here to give my opinion on that. I'm just going to say proceed with caution on that front. But LeBron James is with the LA Lakers and uh, he signed a two-year $97.1 million contract extension. It, it's LeBron. Those, are, those numbers are kind of to be expected. 
All right, so that's basketball. I will also say this summer, something that was new and fun for me was the NHL. And I, growing up in Georgia, wasn't always the best about paying attention to hockey, but this summer it was really fun. So you had the defending champs, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche, who were in the Stanley Cup final series. And the Colorado Avalanche beat the Lightning in six to take home the Stanley Cup. It's their first win since the 2000 to 2001 season. And the preseason for hockey will start at the end of September. All right, to do some rapid fire to finish out here, the Little League World Series just this past weekend belonged to Hawaii. Uh, The Little League Softball World Series belonged to Midway out of Texas. The College World Series, Ole Miss took home that trophy. And then last but not least for the Women's College World Series, Oklahoma had the victory. And I will say if you are a a sucker for feel-good, inspirational, heartwarming stories like I am, go check out Jocelyn Allo. I mean, incredible, so fun to watch. It was a great story to, to see and hear about this summer. In the world of tennis, we have got the U.S. Open, and coverage began earlier this week, and that's the last big tournament of this year. A lot of eyes are going to be on Serena Williams. You'll recognize Serena and Venus Williams as kind of the power sisters in tennis over the past decade or so. And she has said recently that her career is winding down, but um, a champ always wants to go out on top. So eyes will be on her to see what this tournament looks like, and we will talk more about uh, that in the weeks to come. Last but not least, baseball. Major League Baseball, and I just, I have to own this because you're going to hear a change in my voice when I talk about baseball, but it has captured my heart over the past couple years, and baseball is confusing to a lot of people. Um, I admit and own the fact that at one time in my life, I did think it was boring, Uh, but the more that I have come to learn about it, the more I have fallen in love with it, and uh, it is coming, it is really... We're going into fourth and fifth gear with baseball right now, if you will. It climaxes. The pinnacle of Major League Baseball is in October with the World Series. And there are there's so much to it, and I can't really get into all of it today. So I will tell you with Major League Baseball, just a, a quick snapshot. There are 30 teams, six divisions, and... Um, there are some wild card spots. So there's some, you know, the winners of each division get automatic bids to that postseason. But then those last couple wild card spots, that's where a lot of the conversation lies in September in preparation. So if you're watching baseball, you're going to hear some some wild card chatter, if you will. Two names I'll give you to know in baseball right now, real quick, would be Aaron Judge, who's an outfielder for the Yankees. And This man just hits home runs like he's doing it in his sleep. And the other one would be Shohei Otani, who is a Japanese two-way player for the Los Angeles Angels. Now, two-way player means he's a phenomenal pitcher, but he's also very good batter in the box. So he's kind of a phenom there and really fun to watch, hard to root against Shohei Otani. Um, but yes, more to come on the world of Major League Baseball, but that's just a little, a little tasty taste of what is to come. So we're here. We did it. Episode one. Thanks for staying with me, riding the course through the ups and downs, figuring out how to do this. Um, I will leave you with a fun fact, and I'm hopefully going to do this every week. The fun fact for episode one is, this is the 35th year of College Game Day. So take that as you want. 
drop that little fact on somebody that may not know it. And uh, most of all, I'm just grateful you were here today. I hope you learned something. I hope you enjoyed being here. I sure did. And I am looking forward to being back same time, same place next week for episode two. Thanks so much for catching up with Peach. Peach.